This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Famergus, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is paranormal investigator and author David Weatherly. We'll discuss the black-eyed children. Let me just say, this is not science fiction. David Weatherly will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. If you've been listening to segment one, it's time. It's time. And you know it. Subscribe and listen to all of our material. And most importantly, keep us on the air. And visit the Veritas store where you can purchase MMS. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And it's so inexpensive. Stop wasting time looking for an MMS vendor that you don't know. You know us. You trust us. Get it from us. And if you want to download all of our shows but don't have the time or the bandwidth, purchase our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with all of our shows and bonus material. Visit the Veritas store for more information on these and all of our products. To get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. They just want to come inside. Across the world, there are a growing number of accounts of strange black-eyed children. They appear on doorsteps, at car windows, hotel rooms, and even boats. Their skin is pale. 
their mannerisms odd, and they have one consistent request. They want to be invited inside. What exactly is this growing phenomena? Are they demonic entities? Alien hybrids? Perhaps they are some form of spirit seeking passage to another place? Or are they simply a modern urban legend born of the computer age? To discuss the black-eyed children, David Weatherly is coming up next. This is Mel Bambergus, and you're listening to Veritas. David Weatherly is a paranormal investigator and author. For over 35 years, he has explored the world of strange, investigating cases around the country and abroad. He has written and lectured on a diverse range of topics, including cryptozoology, ufology, and hauntings. David has also studied shamanic and magical traditions with elders from numerous cultures, including Europe, Tibet, Native America, and Africa. He has appeared on numerous radio programs, he is a writer for Intrepid Magazine and is the author of The Black-Eyed Children. And directly from Northern Arizona, opposite side of the state where I am, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, David Weatherly. Hello, David, and welcome. How are you? No, I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. David, you and I have met, uh, I think, uh, close to a year now. I think, I, well, actually, I met you at the UFO Congress this year, and then I had the privilege of being with you at the UFO Paranormal Summit in Sacramento, where you discussed uh, your great new book. By the way, I know that Whitley Strieber, Nick Redfern, and other people are just uh, saying great things about it, and I'm glad that we're here tonight because this is something new to me. And when you gave me the book, the first thing that struck me when I saw that portrait that uh, that cover is just uh something that i never thought that i could discuss uh, i discuss a lot of paranormal activity and ufos but black-eyed children this is something totally new to me but for those who don't know who you are and there's a lot of people around the world that are going to be exposed to your work today tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond of what i read on your bio well, that's always a hard thing to talk about yourself, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> my my bio pretty much covers it, it all in a very short fashion. I, I've been interested in the paranormal since childhood. I uh, grew up in a rural area of North Carolina, and it was just one of those things. You know, I always say that if you're interested in paranormal topics, uh, you know, it, it tends to find you is what I believe. And what happened to me was that, Unlike the rest of my family or the people I grew up around, I, I was interested in all these strange subjects. And, you know, growing up in the country, lo and behold, this elderly couple moved in close by to us. And I began to go over and visit with, with the woman. And it turned out that she was a spiritualist. 
And she had a, a great deal of interest in all types of paranormal phenomena. I happened to be over one day talking with her because, you know, this is the first person I could talk to about these things. And up until that point, all I had gotten a hold of were things like uh, Von Donneken's books and, um, you know, a couple of other things like that. There really wasn't, there wasn't a bookstore nearby or anything like that. And this woman one day was reading Fate magazine, and uh, I had never seen it before and started talking to her about it. She said, well, you know, make sure you come back by tomorrow after school. And the next day she presented me with this huge box filled with Fate magazine. And, uh, you know, I always joke that I think I was sick from school for about a week, very mysteriously. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just sort of plunged me into this world of um, – all of a sudden, I realized there were a lot of other people exploring these things. And, you know, here was uh, stories on haunted sites and Sasquatch and, you know, just a wide range of things. And, uh, you know, it just, I, I never stopped from there. And, uh, of course, as I, I reached my teen years, I started to investigate um, legends and, and stories from around my area and just continued that through adulthood. And, you know, up until present day, and I, I still actively in, investigate and explore and travel, and uh, sort of hand-in-hand hand with that, my whole life I've also studied, as you said in the bio, shamanic traditions from various cultures uh, around the world. And interesting enough, there's been an awful lot of overlap between the two areas, and it, it's um, melded together quite well for me. Yes, this reminds me when I started this uh, radio program, I basically started with what, what, what I consider to be my passion, which was UFOs and the ET phenomena. However, more doors started opening everywhere, and I found out that everything is absolutely interconnected. Even when you talk about the Federal Reserve, everything is has a connection to each other. But there's there's one thing that I want to discuss before we start with the book, Black-Eyed Children. Uh, because a lot of people may not know that you also investigate things that are not paranormal. You yeah. and I met at the UFO Congress, and we started discussing something that uh, I find a little bit questionable, dangerous at the same time. And I'm talking about the case of a gentleman with the name of Drew Ryan Morass, who wrote a book, uh, which I have right here. I bought it after he was killed. Uh, but can you take a few minutes to discuss this case that it was wiped out from the media just a, a couple of days after? That's correct. It, it um, <clears throat> well, first of all, it does sort of cross the boundaries. I mean, we're, we're well into conspiracy theory when we start talking about this case. The young man, uh, Drew Ryan, was a uh, ufologist who wrote a book called uh, 2012 and Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Open Your Eyes. And <clears throat> what happened was in, in the first week of January of this year, a couple was killed at, an off, uh, at a parking area in Sedona, Arizona, outside of Sedona. And... Shortly after that, the um, case wound around to a young man being found in a parking lot um, in a van. And, you know, the story is such a spiderweb. I'm actually I'm, I'm trying to think of how to, to best approach. Essentially what happened was um, all of a sudden in the media, we're getting these stories that a crazed ufologist 
uh, who they're dubbing a serial killer, has killed two people outside of Sedona and then has died in a, a blazing gun battle where he killed a deputy sheriff and was in turn killed himself. Now, you know, let me say right up front, this thing is a tragedy. Uh, you know, no doubt about that. You know, three people lost their lives, uh, four people lost their lives, excuse me. And, you know, I would simply like some answers because the story doesn't add up. There are so many strange things about this story just from when it was reported initially. And even now, you know, I, I was um, <clears throat> I was looking at this a little bit last week and decided to look on the Internet and look at some of the stories that were still up. And there are still a few news stories up, but they all conflict with each other. And essentially what we're led to believe is that this young man – approached a couple in their car, uh, shot them with a high-powered rifle, then disappeared for a few days. Now, he was found parked in the lot of a medical center. The officers who came to the medical center were responding to a burglary alarm. They found a, a minivan parked in the lot with a gentleman sleeping in the passenger seat, the deputy approached the vehicle, tapped on the window, and the gentleman who was asleep was able to pull up an AR-15 assault rifle and shoot this deputy. Now, I'm sorry, that doesn't add up for me. You know, this gentleman, this deputy sheriff, had, was a 20-year veteran of the force. And I know a lot of police officers. I have... Anyone can make a mistake, but I have a difficult time believing that this gentleman approached this car, knocked on the window, and and was completely surprised by someone who, by all accounts, was asleep and was able to raise an assault rifle and start firing. It, it doesn't make sense, Mel. So I, I started looking at some of these stories, and I found that each news story was different, like radically different. And I found that when the first murder occurred, police officers uh, discovered a, another couple who had spotted the suspect in the same parking area who did not match Drew Ryan Maris's description, who was driving a, a white pickup truck. And for the first several days, that's the suspect they were looking for. Now, all of a sudden, we have a completely different suspect traveling, I might add, with uh, one or two dogs, uh, depending on which story you read, in a minivan. And, and not only this, but, you know, if you, you've read Drew's book, so you're aware this gentleman was six foot six, 210 pounds. Um, that's a tall man to be, you know, sitting in the passenger seat of a minivan and able to manipulate an assault rifle on this deputy uh, we're going to get back to black-eyed children i promise folks and this is oh, the, no the, main, the main part but the aurora colorado incident that happened a couple of weeks ago yeah. he also had an ar-15 mm -hmm. and he said that he told the 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 police officers around the joker but that immediately a couple of days later i said to myself wait a minute the joker has green hair this guy has red or orangey hair Right. That's the Riddler. 
And he told the, the officers that he had uh, booby trap his apartment. Now, is there a disconnect here almost like uh, Building 7? When there's a, 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 a media snafu and, you know, remember when the person said uh, Building 7 has collapsed and it didn't collapse. Could this, I'm the Joker, be confused for the, or the Riddler? You, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, I do. I do. It's, it's, it's very curious. And, you know, I had, uh, actually, we haven't talked, so I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but I had a person within the last um, week who said to me, <clears throat> Actually, I guess it was just a few days ago. He's a ufologist himself, and he said to me that Drew Ryan Maris's um, incident was a test run. For this, for Aurora. For Aurora. And it sort of gave me a chill because of the similarities. And, you know, if you start reading the news reports, uh, what the ones that are left from Drew's case, there are things in there that that just very disturbing to me. Uh, for instance, you know, they made a point of saying that he was uh, radically anti-government because he quoted people like Thomas Paine. <laughs> then, then I'm radical too. <laughs> uh, well, and that's the thing, though, isn't it, Mel? Because really, this kind of case it's it, it's chilling in that. It could happen to anyone in, in one sense. Now, I, I honestly don't know whether something happened to Drew. I, I don't know whether it's completely true that he just lost his mind. He may have been suffering from some kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome. Because he was former military. That's correct. He was a Marine. And uh, who, I might add, mysteriously left the service after four years of a six-year commitment. But there's no record of him having been dishonorably discharged. Hmm. Uh, however, so you start to look at these things and you see such media manipulation jumping on this case when it initially came out. You have them reporting things like, oh, he's, he's anti-government because he quotes Thomas Paine and he's crazy because he's a, a ufologist. Yeah. Um, he, is, he has a criminal record, uh, they reported. And when I looked into that, I found a story that said that detailed his criminal history and said that he had been arrested in 2000 for stealing a keg at college. Now, oh. first of all, he was 18 years old. He was a kid. And I, I'm sorry, that does not constitute, you know, a, a criminal record. The charges were dropped. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he also had a traffic violation, and he owed the IRS. Well, my God, who doesn't owe the IRS at this point? <laughs> And, you know, traffic violations don't uh, constitute a serial killer. And, you know, he was a friend on Facebook. We, we hardly interacted. Maybe I, maybe we did a couple of times uh, because we used to post in each other's walls uh, some of the stories that uh, he would uh, get around. But uh, the day after this all happened, his Facebook account was wiped out, which I yeah, found very strange as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Very you strange. were investigating this with somebody else. I'm, I'm not sure if I if should name, but it's a mutual friend. And uh, I believe, you know, a certain uncertain words, you were told to drop this. Is that something you can discuss? Yeah, that's correct. And uh, I don't think there's any problem mentioning his name because he's actually printed a couple of stories on this case. And it's uh, our friend Anthony Sanchez. Yeah. And uh, what happened was Anthony printed a story in Intrepid Magazine, an online magazine, 
that uh, discussed the, the situation. This was early this year, not too long. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.